0: A visitation to Hear the Spirit call Welcome to another podcast to of Dr. Leslie Pakupong Be blessed as you listen. Come let us enter in. Just close your eyes, begin to thank God for your life. Thank him for life. Thank him for sustenance. Thank him for protection. Thank him for provision just lift up your voice and give him glory just bless his holy name wherever you are it is a good thing to give thanks unto the lord it's a good thing to express our gratitude towards god just give him glory and give him praise bless his holy name he is the king of kings and the lord of Lords. the wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father and the prince of peace just give him glory wherever you are this morning In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, just give him thanks, even for the things he is yet to do in your life. Thanks for the things you are believing him to do in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Just lift up your voice and give him praise and give him glory. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth father in the name of jesus we thank you for this morning we thank you for this gathering thank you for an opportunity to delve into your word and to listen to your word lord we pray and commit this aspect of the service into your hands let your glory be made manifest even as your word comes forth i pray that the hearts and the minds of your people will be made ready for them to receive this word in the name of jesus let it bring about transformation let it bring deliverance let it bring healing to somebody in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i take authority over every workings of the enemy i pray that the minds of your people will be made sharp and alert to receive the engrafted word of god this morning to glory father to glory son to glory holy spirit in jesus most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving amen we thank god for this morning and um I believe you are all ready to receive the word of god this morning and um, i believe this is the sixth part in our series on the abundant life the abundant life last week we dealt with um, the subject of bitterness offense bitterness and today we are going to deal with another trio hallelujah we dealt with hate bitterness and offense and today we are going to deal with another trio today the title of my message is overcoming fear worry and anxiety overcoming fear worry and anxiety just like how bitterness offense hate can cause us a lot of harm just as they can prevent us from living life to the fullest fear worry and anxiety can also prevent us from living life to the fullest hallelujah in actual fact, um, I see fear as the prefect among this, this trio because fear will bring worry and fear will bring anxiety. So worry is an offspring of fear and anxiety is also an offspring of fear. Hallelujah. So I believe if we deal with fear, we can deal with worry and we can deal with anxiety. Amen. Now, fear is a very serious thing. I believe even as you are listening to me, there there are certain things that you fear or have feared before. Um, There are certain things you are anticipating which bring fear or put fear into your heart. There are certain things that are acting like alarm clocks in your life. It's like when you are sleeping and you remember them, you wake up and you are unable to sleep again because it's like an alarm clock in your life now it puts fear into your heart it it gives you worry and it makes you anxious but today we are going to learn how to deal with fear we are going to learn how to deal with worry and we are going to learn how to deal with anxiety hallelujah one of the things i'll establish in this sermon is the fact that um as you are a human being and you are on this earth as of fear it will come at a point in time but the question is how you deal with it amen what you do with it whether you entertain it and give it a seat in your life and give it a throne in your life or you deal with it the way it has to be dealt with amen there are some fears that are even classified as diseases we talk about phobias you know and i looked out for the definition of a phobia and they it said it's an irrational fear of something that is unlikely to cause harm so there are a lot of things you fear but in actual fact they are they 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 are not supposed to cause harm so that fear is irrational fear hallelujah and i was going through some classifications of diseases and some of these phobias came up they talked about acrophobia which is the fear of heights so there are people who fear heights they can't climb a ladder as they are climbing the ladder their legs are shaking as they go higher their legs shake even more it is called acrophobia and then there's aerophobia fear of flying so you stay in Ghana your whole life <laughs> the best you can do is to go to Togo by road or Cote d'Ivoire by road Burkina Faso on Nigeria by road you can't sit in an airplane this cannot come from God <laughs> hallelujah the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof children of God must be free to move about everywhere on earth you mustn't be limited by aerophobia fear of life, hallelujah and then there's a strange one called autophobia autophobia which is the fear of being alone some people always say how can you fast and pray how can you seek the face of god when you can't be alone every time there must be somebody with you it's like the moment people start leaving your your house or your your surroundings you begin to fear you just cannot be alone it cannot be from god hallelujah it cannot be from God. Because, you see, we, we are encouraged to be alone with God at certain points in time. To create a certain cocoon. To create a certain closet around ourselves where we commune with God. So, if you have a fear of being alone, how can you seek the face of God that way? It cannot be from God. There's something called hemophobia. It is the fear of blood. There are people who fear blood. Don't come near the hospital. Don't go near medicine. Just, just, just find something else to do. <laughs> and then this strange one is called pogonophobia. P O G O N O, and then phobia. It is the fear of beards. People fear beards. about you say? <laughs> when they see beard, they are afraid. <laughs> Pogonophobia, then now those people will be because now it's like beard is, is, is in fashion. All the young men are keeping beards, and now they are even sprays to even enhance the growth of the beard and things like that. Then the pogonophobic people will be in trouble. There's also cryophobia, which is the fear of ice or cold. Fear of ice. You can't go to Europe, you can't go to Canada, <laughs> you can't go to North America because you have cryophobia and then there's algophobia 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 is a fear of pain those of you fear injections is algophobia (laughs) and then this one is a very strange one arithmophobia which is the fear of numbers how can you be rich if you fear numbers when you see numbers you are afraid especially those with a lot of zeros behind them if you don't like bring them to me i don't fear numbers hallelujah rhythmophobia and then there is bibliophobia fear of books you will be ignorant your whole life it is a recipe for ignorance <laughs> bibliophobia you when you see book you begin to shake when you see book you begin to fear <laughs> oh. and then this one too is cacophobia 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 is the fear of ugliness <laughs> It's a fear of ugly like when you see ugliness and something begins to happen to you it's a cacophobia <clears throat> and then this one too can be from god because it's called gamma phobia gamma phobia is a fear of marriage like you're afraid to get married for whatever reason whether it's a fear of divorce whether a, you have a fear of marriage iatrophobia is a fear of doctors are afraid of doctors thank god my wife doesn't have iatrophobia <laughs> and then there's necrophobia necrophobia is a fear of death it's like you're afraid of death every time there's this haunting fear of death and then this one obesophobia which is the fear of gaining weight oh the dieting dieting things <laughs> Obisophobia. <laughs> it is a fear of gaining weight and then filiophobia. Filiophobia is the fear of love. You are afraid of love. Maybe because of past experiences and past heads. You are afraid of love. And then this last one. Scolionophobia is the fear of school. You fear school. The boy children. Scolionophobia. You are afraid of school. So you see fear can take a lot of dimensions even to the point of it being a disease a neurotic disorder when it comes to the mental disorders we have psychotic disorders and we have neurotic disorders fear irrational fear is one of them and when it comes to the everyday fear not the strange ones i've talked about everyday fear there are people who have a fear for failure it's like you fear failure anytime you think about life you fear you will fail in life you fear you will feel that exam that is ahead of you when you think of it your heart begins to beat it is the fear of failure some people have a fear of not getting married i mean in ministry it's one of the fears i've, I've come across the most especially in young ladies there, there aren't a lot of young men who fear <laughs> not getting married it is young ladies, and most of them is because of experiences they've had in the past or examples they've seen around them. Maybe their mother had children with somebody, never really got married. Sisters, the same, aunties, the same. And so there is this fear of not getting married. There's also a fear of dying before your time. It's one of the things I've encountered. It's like you have this fear of, of dying. It's like something just keeps speaking to you that. You will die young. Something is going to happen to you. You will get a certain disease. In fact, there are times when Satan even convinces you that you have a certain disease. And and if you believe it. It's like, there are a lot of people walking around who believe they have cancer. Especially people who have crossed 50 and things like that. It's like, they, they believe. You talk to them and it's like, they are always suspecting some cancer of some sort. You see, but you have to watch what you believe. Hallelujah. And you have to watch what you confess for yourself i was told the story of somebody who had a certain a mole you know this mole this this black thing that people have and she just used to say oh this thing is my cancer oh, it's my cancer oh, it's my cancer oh, it's my cancer she said it it got to a time now the thing started getting big they did a biopsy and realized the thing had become cancerous what you say matters hallelujah and then for a lot of people who have children there is the fear of your children not turning out right it's something that can haunt you if you don't deal with it it's like you know you look around children some people still are becoming gay some people's children are becoming arm robbers they are they are they are they are smoking they are doing all sorts of things and you you worry it's like you wish you could have an eye on them 24 7 you wish you could control things in their lives the fear of your children not turning out right the fear of contracting sickness is also there especially in this era fear of contracting sickness this corona thing there are some people who are actually really afraid a lot of health workers really afraid the fear of not being able to raise money for that thing that is ahead of you you're afraid like you think of it when you balance the thing doesn't balance when you project the thing doesn't project when you anticipate it doesn't anticipate everything you do the numbers just don't add up it is and it it puts fear in you today i want to submit to you that fear is a tool of the enemy it is one of the most potent weapons satan uses against us hallelujah and fear is not from god it was not from god it will never be from god it can never be from god hallelujah it is a potent tool in the hands of the enemy it's not only a potent tool in the hands of satan it is also a tool in the hands of wicked people terrorists why are they called terrorists their weapon is terror to cause fear and panic that is their weapon to cause fear and panic so we say you shouldn't worship so we'll use one church as an example we'll go and bomb them so the rest of the time when others are going to church they are afraid Terrorists, so wicked people, it's a tool in the hands of Satan and it's a tool in the hands of wicked people. But fear has also become a tool in the hands of some so-called men of God. The only way they can get you coming back to them is to inoculate your system with a, a, a little dose of fear. Most of those people they have no word to preach. They have nothing to feed the congregation with the flock with and so the only thing that will keep people coming is for them to put fear in you to introduce fear into your system by suggesting that somebody is after your life by suggesting that there is an evil spirit that is chasing you i'm not saying people are not after people's lives i'm not saying evil spirits are not after people but when these lies are used as a tool to control the lives of people it is evil hallelujah yes let me reiterate i believe in the fact that people do do people do evil things against people i believe in the fact that there's household wickedness so it's not every time that when a pastor says so this thing it is so so and so who is doing there are times when it is true hallelujah There there are families with witches jesus even said that a man's enemies will come from his own household that was jesus himself speaking But it's it's not always that it's so. There are times that they are so. There are also times when people use fear as a tool. So today, we are going to talk about, about fear, worry, anxiety, and how to deal with them. How to deal with these things. Now, the first thing I want you to understand. Today's sermon is not going to be very long. The first thing I want you to understand as a first step to dealing with fear is the fact that you must not entertain fear i made mention of the fact that as for fear it will come once you are here on earth and you are a human being it will come one way or the other there are situations that will will, will will cause fear there are situations that will induce fear but you must not entertain the fear you must not give this the the fear a seat in your life you must not give this the the fear a throne in your life for it to become established hallelujah you must deal with it and get rid of it as soon as possible and the reason why you need to get rid of fear is the fact that fear doesn't come from god now let us look at second timothy chapter 1 verse seven. 2 timothy chapter 1 verse 7 fear is not from god second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 it said and god had not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind i'll take it again for god had not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind hallelujah now this scripture tells us clearly that fear is not an emotion fear is not a state of mind fear is a spirit because it says for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind this thing called fear is a spirit hallelujah i'm not saying that this is what the scripture is saying fear is a spirit and it is not a spirit from god if it's not a spirit from god then we all know where it is coming from and it must not be entertained we must not give it a seat in our lives hallelujah why is fear such a potent tool in the hands of the enemy and because of that we must not entertain it in our lives fear is a way of the enemy sneaking into our lives it is a portal through which the enemy sneaks into our lives it's like the trojan horse i'm sure those of you who know a bit of history you know about the the the, the trojan war where some people sent a horse as a gift to their enemies and it contained soldiers so when they allowed the horse in in the middle of the night the soldiers opened the horse got into the city and killed the people fear is like a trojan hole when you allow it into your system it causes you harm it, it opens you up hallelujah it opens you up fear creates holes in your armory now there's this analogy i like using that when thieves are coming to steal in somebody's house most of the time they will come with somebody who is very slim somebody who is small very slender they open a small hole in the window somewhere And because the person is slender, the person is able to enter into the house. And when the person has gotten into the house, he or she can now open the main gate. And then the more wicked, more macho, more stubborn thieves can come in and cause more harm. That is the role the spirit of fear plays. Whenever Satan wants to cause any harm in your life, Whenever Satan wants to do anything bad in your life, he will first send the spirit of fear. He will first send the fear of that thing that he wants to happen in your life. So when you entertain that spirit of fear, it's like allowing that thief with a small body to enter. Now when the spirit of of fear enters your system, it now opens you up for other evil things, other evil spirits to come in and cause harm in your life. For example, if Satan wants to kill you before your time, he wants to end your life before your time, he can send fear of death through dreams. You dream and you are dead. You dream and you are standing at your own funeral. You dream and there's a coffin open and the person lying inside looks like you. You see a tombstone and it is your name that is written on it and the age that is written on it is your present age plus one meaning you have just about one year to go things like that and it puts fear in you. you see when you entertain the spirit of fear it opens you up and then the spirit of death now comes in hallelujah we mustn't entertain fear when you dream such dreams, that is the time to take authority as a child of God. That is the time to counteract it with the word of God. That is the time to counteract it in a place of prayer. That is not the time to sit and be afraid. That is not the time to to, to weep. That is not the time to, to 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 entertain you know fear and just be there like somebody who doesn't have any hope. That is the time to enter into the a place of prayer. That is the time to enter into warfare mode. That is the time to take authority over that thing that you are seeing hallelujah let's read job let's read the book of job let's read the book of job job chapter 3 verse 25 job says something he said what i always feared has happened to me what i dreaded has come true when you entertain fear for certain things, the likelihood of those things happening in your life is higher. What the scripture means is that all the time that God was blessing Job with wealth, with children, with businesses, with all sorts of things, he was entertaining the fear of losing those things. So, anytime he saw his children, instead of enjoying the children, hey, one day, what if? What if they die? Whenever they show him his bank account instead of being happy and enjoying and being happy that oh god is blessing me hey what if one day and a lot of us are are suffering from this what if disease we're always thinking negative what if what if i lose my job if you keep thinking that way one of these days you'll receive a letter or even if where's the text message to dismiss you what if what if my husband decides to leave me what if my wife decides to leave me what if that was what job was doing what if fire fell onto my tents and burnt them what if all my camels all my sheep and goats the things that i have what if a disease attacked all of them and they died and suddenly i I, I don't have anything else he said what i always feared always that means for a while always every time he was he was preoccupying himself with that what if thing and he said what i feared has happened to me and what i dreaded has come true i pray that you overcome the fear of those things that you dread right now those those things that worry you those things that 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 make you think what if this happens i pray that today by the power of this word you overcome those things because if you don't you are opening up yourself for those things to happen in your life when you see your children thank god enjoy them and pronounce blessings of long life upon them don't wallow and, and, and get into the trap of thinking, hey, what if my child is diagnosed with this disease? What if, you know, this happens? What if a car knocks the child? What if he goes to school and somebody comes to steal him? Don't entertain such thoughts. It brings fear into you and opens you up for the things that you are afraid of to come to pass. And you see, aside the spiritual aspect of this thing about what you fear coming to you, even practically, if you are afraid of failing an exam you will not give off your best when you get there if it's an interview or whatever you'll be shaking because you're afraid if you are afraid of divorce you go into marriage with the wrong attitude because you're afraid because you're afraid you don't want to give your all you hold back the people in marriage they are stacking money They are stacking money aside just in case there's a divorce and they say we have to share 50-50. I have some money hidden somewhere. It is a wrong attitude. You, You are setting yourself up. What if the person finds out this is what you are doing? Then the divorce you are afraid of is rather not going to happen. He said the thing that I dreaded has happened to me may you overcome those things that you dread those things that you are afraid of you are a child of God the plans of God for you are plans of good and not evil don't entertain negative thoughts and negative suggestions from the enemy don't entertain negative thoughts and negative suggestions from the enemy so point number one don't entertain fear because it is not a mere emotion it is not a mere state of mind as the Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 fear is a spirit and it's a spirit that does not come from god you mustn't entertain it number two what do you do when fear comes as i said that's a fear to come let's read luke chapter 22 42 to 43 this is jesus himself and look at how he dealt with the situation now let's face it as a human being when jesus was on earth in the garden of gethsemane jesus was afraid that that is the truth if you look at what he was saying he saw suffering ahead of him he saw lashes ahead of him he saw spitting ahead of him he saw nails in his palms ahead of him and as a normal human being fear gripped him a bit i know it's some way to say that jesus was afraid but you read the the scriptures jesus was afraid that's why i said that's a fear it will come it's a matter of how you deal with it it's a matter of what you do to it situations will come that will attempt to put fear in you but it's a matter of how you deal with it and what did jesus do he prayed so one of the ways of dealing with fear is to pray he prayed you see he was he was initially he was he was trying to you know get the disciples to understand and get where he was coming from but the guys were sleepy and instead of being bitter with them you see, sometimes when you ask somebody to pray with you about something, you say, Charlie, have you been praying? I say, yay, I forgot. Oh, don't be don't be bitter with the person. The person doesn't feel what you are feeling. So the sense of urgency with the person will deal with it is not the same. That was what was happening in the Garden of Gethsemane. Instead of Jesus getting angry with them, he he made an excuse for them. In fact, let me go into last week's sermon a bit. One of the ways of dealing with bitterness is to try and make an excuse for the person who caused the bitterness for you he made an excuse for them he said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak that means i know if you got the chance they'll do it but the flesh is weak they are eating supper lord's supper so the flesh had become weak jesus again when they were about to crucify him he made an excuse for the people he said father forgive them for they don't know what they do really people who are lashing you like you think they don't know what they are doing they knew what they were doing you can't take a whole nail and look at somebody's palm and drive it inside you said they don't know what they are doing he was making an excuse for them so that he would not be better hallelujah so let me come back to today's sermon (laughs) prayer is an antidote to fear when jesus realized no i'm becoming afraid this thing i'm beginning to shake he went into prayer the man agonized in prayer until the bible said the sweat on his face became like drops of blood he needed to deal with this fear. And you realize that at the end of dealing with the fear, the sign that he had actually dealt with it was surrender. Look at what the Bible says in Luke chapter twenty-two, verse forty-two. He said, "Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine." Hallelujah. Surrendering to God in prayer, he surrendered totally. He said, "Look, this is, if I get out, not but." you have your way the next verse verse 43 and look at the result of his prayer and that is what happens when we pray when we are afraid verse 43 Luke chapter 22 verse 43 it said then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him it was the result of the prayer the angel was released because of the prayer jesus prayed there are times you are you are you are afraid you fear something something that is ahead of you when you pray, God releases angels. Maybe you you just don't see them. And the reason God doesn't make you see them is that you can't handle it when you see the angels. Hallelujah! It's not an easy thing to encounter an angel. Why do you think all the angels, when they come, first statement: fear not, because they know <laughs> they know that they generate fear. They are unusual beings, glowing, huge. You when know, you see them, their life may even come out of you and the message will never be received so first message is fear not hallelujah so when you pray god releases angels to strengthen you there are times when you are afraid of something but some you just and you realize the fear is gone the worry is gone the anxiety is gone during those times god sends angels to minister to you he sends angels to strengthen you sometimes before an exam you are so afraid but you get into the place and you realize suddenly you have become calm you have become cool you are are flowing everything is fine sometimes people explain it that the anticipation of death is worse than death itself so when you are waiting for you to be called into the exam room that is when the fear is but when you get there but it is god who sends angels to come and calm you down hallelujah there are people who out of fear can't write anything they can't even put pen to paper they shake and their handwritings become ugly all sorts of things god sends angels to empower us to strengthen us when we pray in a time of fear when there's fear ahead of us so prayer and then the other thing you can see here is surrender a surrender you realize that jesus just surrendered the situation to god he realized look this thing there isn't much i can do about it let me just give it to god one of the antidotes to fear one of the antidotes to anxiety is for you to surrender the thing to god just leave it to god you see it gets to a point where our human efforts cannot do anything anymore but the good news is that where our human efforts end that is the beginning point for god that is the starting point for that is ground zero for him hallelujah we need to learn to surrender situations to god you can't do everything yourself this thing i talked about worrying about your children for example you can't keep an eye on your children 24 7 you are not a cctv camera to be following your children 24 7. Hey, who are they talking to? Who are they this? And you just have to leave them to God. You see, the good thing is that there is somebody who can see 24 7. You don't have that ability, so just give that contract to that person. You see, sometimes in business, and eh, when you get a contract to do something, there's something we call subletting, but you give a portion of the contract to somebody or another company that has expertise in that field. Maybe you've been contracted to build a building and finish it. You don't have the expertise you can build a building but you don't have the expertise to make furniture so you look for a company that has expertise in furniture and give them a subcontract of the contract and let them do it for you you can't watch over your brothers and sisters your children 24 hours but there is somebody who has expertise in that and that is god let him have that contract just hand it over to him sometimes life in christ sounds too simple but that is how it's supposed to be hallelujah just allow him just give it to him just let him do what he he knows how to do best hallelujah surrender to god surrender the situation to god when you are adding the figures they don't add you don't know what to go and add for the addition to add just surrender it unto god because our god is a god of some way somehow he's a god of some way somehow he causes things to happen some way somehow there are a lot of times we we don't even know how it happened we don't even know when it happens we don't even know the means by which it happens but god just finds a way some way somehow of letting things happen i pray that in the coming week somebody will have a some way somehow testimony that some way somehow god came through for me some way somehow that situation was solved. some way somehow everything came to full circle may the lord bring about a turn around in somebody's situation in the name of jesus so pray surrender surrender it unto god point number three be conscious of the presence of god when you are afraid there are times we lose consciousness of the presence of god the fact that god is actually with us when we read Psalm 23 he said yet though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil not because i'm strong not because i'm a skilled fighter He said i'll fear no evil for thou art with me when you are conscious of the presence of god it drives away fear hallelujah live in the consciousness of the fact that god is with you live in the consciousness of the fact that god has your best interest at heart live in the consciousness of the fact that god knows what is best for you and he will lead you the right way amen you see sometimes we are afraid when we, we are taking a journey with god God never starts a journey with you and leaves you midway. It is not in his nature. If there is a leaving, then it's you who left. It's not God that left. Because the Bible says, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. If there is a separation somewhere, most likely you left God. It's not God who left you because it is not in his nature. Hallelujah may god complete that which he has started in your life whatever journey god has started with you may may you be faithful to stay with god on that journey most of the time we want things to happen in a particular way at a particular pace and when it doesn't happen that way we tend to take another route and we leave god god never leaves us god never forsakes us when he starts with you he finishes with you hallelujah so be conscious of the presence of god he is the mysterious fourth man that appears in the fiery furnace. When situations are hot, when things are bad, know that there, there, is a, there is a man that is standing by you, that you have a man, somebody you can rely on. Amen. Let's read 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verses 1 to 3. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 1 to 3. The Bible says, It came to pass, for this also, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Next verse. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side of Syria, and behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. Verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared, and set himself to seek the law so does somebody else who knows how to deal with fear when fear came he decided to seek the law and proclaimed a fast throughout all of judah somebody encountering some fearful situation right now you must declare a fast go on a fast seek the face of god and deal with that situation hallelujah second chronicles 20 to 3 now let's move to the same second chronicles chapter 20 verse 15 Let's go to verse 15 of the same 2nd Chronicles. It said, And he said, Hacking ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. This is a prophet speaking to a nation that was in fear. And thou king Jehoshaphat. It said, Thus seared the Lord unto you. Be not afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Hallelujah. NDC people don't get angry with this scripture. (laughs) I'm reading from the Bible. I am not a political person. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. I want you to understand today that that battle is for God. You, You need to surrender it unto him. He is the great warrior who knows no defeat. Surrender the battle unto the Lord. And stop fearing. Stop worrying. Stop being anxious. It will not add a meter to your height. It will not add anything to your life. Just surrender the situation to God. And later on in the same scripture, we are told that they employed the weapon of praise and worship. And when they praised and they worshipped God, the Bible says God set up an ambush against their enemies. When you are afraid, praise God. When you are afraid, worship God when difficult situations come exalt the name of god we are fond of going to god and saying god look at how big my problem is but i want to challenge somebody to turn it around and say problem look how big my god is turn the situation around and exalt your god make your god bigger than that problem make your god bigger than that situation because god has a track record if jesus can rearrange the molecules of water and turn them into wine what is messed up in your life what is that situation that he cannot rearrange what is that situation that he cannot turn around what is that hell situation that he cannot turn around the prophet told jehovah he said the battle is the lord's your efforts have a limit but where your efforts reach their limit that is where god's efforts begin that is ground zero for god it is time for you to believe god it is time for you to exalt god it is time for you to lift up his name If he can bring dead Lazarus after four days in the grave back to life, and Lazarus being in the grave for four days, it means autolysis has started happening it means decomposition has started happening it means worms were even beginning to take over his intestines it means the situation was hopeless nonetheless he spoke to that situation and that dead situation came back alive i don't know what is dead in your life a situation that seems hopeless a situation that seems like there is no solution a situation that seems like it can never be solved just hand the battle over to the lord and watch him do what he's able to do best hallelujah our God is a god of war our God is a mighty warrior our God is a god invictus Invictus means undefeated he he has never known a defeat before why don't you hand over that battle unto him that soldier who has never lost the battle that that soldier who has a winning streak that warrior who is always on the winning side just hand over the battle unto him just surrender the battle unto him that thing that is ahead of you that deadline. If you use your mind, there is no way you can beat it. There is no way using your mind and your strength, you can raise that money for that situation. But there is a God who can cause things to happen. Behind the scenes, he can cause machinations to happen. Behind the scenes, he can cause angels to move. Behind the scenes, he can... The hearts of destiny helpers, people who have the means to solve the problem, eh, eh, people who have the means that you don't have to solve the problem, just hand over the battle to the Lord and trust the Lord that He has your interests at heart. Hallelujah! Jehoshaphat trusted God when He was afraid. They praised God, they lifted up the name of God, they exalted the name of the Lord, their God, above the problem, above the armies. That had come up against them. I encourage somebody to get into the mood of praise. I encourage somebody to get into the spirit of worship. When things are difficult, that is the time to lift up the name of your God. When things are hard, that is the time to exhort the name of your God. That is the time to, to switch into hymns. You see, some charismatics and pentecostals think hymns are for orthodox people and it's old fashioned. But the Bible talks about the fact that speak to each other in Psalms, in hymns and spiritual songs. There are hymns that carry a lot of power. I am a lover of hymns. One of my favorite hymns is Captain of Israel's host and guide of all who seek the land above. Beneath thy shadow we abide. It says, Our strength, thy grace, our rule, thy word. Our end, the glory of the Lord. There was a time I was going through a situation. It was the last line of the first verse of that hymn that encouraged me. It said, "Our end, the glory of the Lord." And the Lord just spoke to my heart that it will end in glory. It will end well. It is going to go well. I prophesied that same way into somebody's life today. What you are going through will end in a glorious manner. It will end in a way that will bring praise to God. It will end in a way that will bring glory to God. You are never alone. There is a god that is always with you there was a time israel they lost the presence of god and somebody gave birth to a child and named the child ichabod that means the glory has departed but another person gave birth to a child somebody called mary gave birth to a child and this time his child his name was emmanuel which means god with us the opposite of ichabod you are not a product of ichabod you are a product of emmanuel emmanuel means god is with us I want to encourage you that god is with you no matter how deep that situation is god is with you no matter how fearful that situation is god is with you no matter how hopeless that situation is god is with you and today i charge somebody to take authority over the spirit of fear the fear of divorce the fear of not getting married the fear of your children not turning out well the fear of not being able to raise the money that you need to raise for that the fear of failure the fear of being embarrassed the fear of death the fear of contracting sickness today i charge somebody to take authority over that spirit of fear in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god the bible says the weapons of our warfare are not kernel but are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God we are dealing with the God of possibilities the Bible says with man it is impossible but with God all things are possible that project you want to carry out it is possible great grace is being released unto you right now in the name of Jesus that assignment that is ahead of you that dream that vision that is ahead of you financially it looks impossible humanly speaking it looks impossible but there is great grace available unto you our god is a god who changes situations let situations begin to turn around situations that are going against you let them begin to turn around let things turn for your favor let tides begin to turn for your favor in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God there is somebody watching me right now you have this morbid fear of death it's like you feel there is impending doom impending death anytime you have a headache you fear it is going to take you to your grave today in the name of Jesus We join our faith together and we rebuke that spirit of fear. May you be delivered from that fear in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, With long life I will satisfy thee. I shall not die but live to proclaim the works of the Lord. Receive life right now. Receive joy right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody trusting God to raise money for something by the end of the month. It looks like it is impossible. It looks like, humanly speaking, all your avenues have locked but today, I speak a word of hope to you, that our God is a God who owns a thousand cattle upon the hills, that is the loss and the fullness thereof. All the gold, all the silver is the Lord. And may the Lord begin to make a move. May the Lord begin to work things. May the Lord begins to begin to cause things to begin to happen behind the scenes. And may the Lord give you a testimony in the coming days. In the name of Jesus. That deadline will not come and meet you without you having fulfilled that which you are supposed to fulfill. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. That fear of marriage, that fear of divorce, will rebuke that spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. That morbid fear you have where your children are concerned. Let that spirit be rebuked right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive the spirit of love. Receive the spirit of power. Receive a sound mind right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. Thank you for the delivering power of your word I pray in the name of Jesus for everybody under the sound of my voice for anybody under the bondage of fear under the bondage of worry under the bondage of anxiety your word says be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and supplication make your request known unto God today we banish fear from our lives We banish worry from our lives. We banish anxiety from our lives. Because your word has taught us to hand over the battle unto you. And today, Lord, we hand over every battle. Little battles, big battles, medium-sized battles. We surrender them unto you totally. And just as Jesus trusted you in the Garden of Gethsemane, we trust that, Lord, if you have begun with us, you'll be faithful to complete it with us. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray for anybody under the sound of my voice who needs a certain move of God in their life, for some things to shift, for some things to move, for some things to happen. I pray, oh God, that your grace will be made sufficient unto them and that your strength will be made perfect even in the times of their weakness. We come against doubt today in the name of Jesus and we declare that, Lord, we believe in you. We believe in your abilities. We believe in your love for us. We believe in the fact that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what we can ask or think. You said no good thing will you withhold from us. And that your plans for us are plans of good and not evil. We rest in the assurance of these words. The Lord, you have our backs and our lives are in your hands. And if our lives are in your hands, we are more than safe. We thank you, Lord, for this assurance. I pray that even after this message, this word will, will continue to ring in the hearts and the minds and the spirits of your people. Let it minister unto them even as they sleep, even as they walk around today. And let them have that assurance that you have their good at heart. Thank you, Lord. To glory, Father. To glory, Son. To glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024 873 7252 or on our Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow. Over.